Hello and welcome again to another edition of Atheist News Network. Yeah, this is our 29th episode. Hard to believe, isn't it? Well, see, I find it difficult to believe because you won't get off your lazy ass and put the first 17 episodes up on iTunes. Well, they're on our website, so if our listeners want to listen to the first 12 episodes, they can get off their lazy asses and go to our website. Uh, just judging from our laziness, I would have to say that our listeners are probably about twice as lazy as we are. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I've been surprised because they've been downloading a lot of old episodes. Um, so they're not as lazy as you think. The, the stats are surprising. All I'd like to say is maybe it's our Facebook fan page. Maybe they've got some sort of irreligiosity book club going on down there. But just every once in a while, we get a podcast from months ago, and it just has a bunch of hits to it, and we can't, for the life of us, explain this. <laughs> Well, it could be coming from that, that um, guest podcast I did on, on Carl Mamer's Conspiracy Skeptic. Boy, you just love tossing that out, don't you? Did you ever listen to that? Well, truth be told, I started listening to it and uh, found it boring, so I only made it about ten minutes into it. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not my fault I don't find you interesting. You can't even listen to me for an hour? You can't even support me? For an hour? Uh, no, no, especially in that sort of situation. If I was there harassing your ass, then it would be a lot more interesting. What an asshole. <laughs> God, you're just like Jesus. Why, thank you. I, I often slap trees. <laughs> That's just totally fucking random. <laughs> okay, I, I'm composed. Let's continue. So what do we got up today? What do we got up? Uh, we got not articles, right? We got two... Like a podcast and a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. Now, these were actually sent in by a couple of our listeners. In fact, uh, Chris Berkeley sent us this great one, which I think we should do first. It's about an Australian campaign to advertise and thank Jesus. Yeah, this is um, – thanks, Chris, for sending this in and bringing this to our attention. Uh, I listened to that whole excruciating hour um, of that podcast. I listened to 10 minutes of that as well. <laughs> uh, and it was horrible. It was about um, about a thousand churches in Australia are getting together, and they're actually like marketing Jesus as a brand, like uh, underarm deodorant. That, that just seems completely backwards to me. Why is it nobody is screaming about Jesus becoming much like Christmas, where it's all about advertising and making money, or Valentine's Day, all about pushing the market? I mean, why hasn't that been brought up about this? If you had an attention span longer than a gnat, you would have listened to the last part of the show where they did bring it up. Well, you see, uh, the problem is, is I bore easily. <laughs> Much Christ. like your podcast with Mamer. <laughs> it just, I, I'm sorry, I, I do not like pain, so I skip it. You are killing me. This this commercial is they're thanking Jesus, right? This is the marketing concept that they came up. They're thanking Jesus for everything that's good in the world. It's wonderful, don't you think? Sunset, sausage, sizzles, helium yes. balloons. As a matter of fact, let's play it for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jesus, thanks for sausage sizzles. Thanks for happy hour. Thank you for wisdom. And for youth. Thanks for helium balloons. For GPS systems. One day cricket. Oh, thanks for the snooze button. Thanks for pudding. Whatever you're thankful for, let the world know all about... 
And thank you, Jesus, for GPS, because we all know that you were standing above us, teaching us where the transistors go. Thanks, Jesus. What, what is that about? I Thanks, don't know. Jesus, for wisdom. Thanks for telling us to wash our hands, Jesus. Thanks for telling us to avoid rats during the Great Plague. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, that makes uh, thanks perfect for sense. Thanks helium balloons and the, the, the plastic that, that can encompass these things. And thanks for GPS systems because it was revelation and not science that got us GPS systems. Uh, and what the hell? Thanks for pudding? What, you don't like Jell-O? What, you're against black people because Bill Cosby promotes Jell-O? He also promotes pudding. Yes, but I've only seen him dance to the Jell-O commercials, <laughs> so that's all I pay attention to. No. <laughs> Jesus also, they have a commercial with Jesus where Jesus responds to all these people thanking him for all these nice things. Yeah, but have you, have you noticed he only thanks or responds to three people? I mean, what a bastard. He's got all these fans out there, and he only responds to three of them? Yeah, remind you of someone you know? Uh, you. get a short fucking attention span. Yeah, but those aren't fans. Those are just people who are boring me. Let's roll the tape. To everyone who sent me a thank you, really, it's my pleasure. To Cara, I'm so glad you liked the cheesecake. Olivia, that sunset yesterday, well, I do it every day. And to Jack, believe me, the Shetland pony was an absolute cinch. Whatever you're thankful for, let the world know. Shetland Pony, that was a cinch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but cheesecake, because we all know it's going straight to my ass, and thank you, Jesus, for it. The cheesecake in the sunset's much harder than the Shetland Pony. Um, yeah. Like always, these Christians seem to forget about, oh, I don't know, the bubonic plague, homelessness, world hunger, all the bad things in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, well, actually, here at Irreligiosophy, we don't forget those things, and we decided that we really needed to thank Jesus, too. So, uh, here's our commercial. Hey, Jesus. Thanks for racism. Thanks for swine flu. Thank you for Hurricane Katrina. Thanks, Jesus, for tsunamis. And war, rape, murder, world hunger, and Pat Buchanan. To Ber... <coughs> to Ber... <coughs> Thanks, Jesus, for giving my six-year-old daughter prostate cancer. And thanks for giving her the prostate in the first place. Thanks for Windows Vista. <laughs> yeah, thanks for crystal meth and crack babies, Jesus. Thanks for inventing genocide. Thanks for infecting those monkeys with AIDS, because you just knew I'd have them suck my dick. To everyone, my pleasure. To Eunice, I'm so glad you like the shingles. Herman, that sudden debilitating and quite public attack of explosive diarrhea, I do it every day. And to Pete, believe me, the syphilis was an absolute cinch. Whatever you're thankful to Jesus for, let the world know. Oh God, we're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's certain. Jesus, if you're out there, um, I hope you meant it when you said you'd forgive 70 times 7. Yes, we're yes. up to what, 4 or 5 now? Yeah, we're we going to do our go. best to reach that 70 times 7. <laughs> we got a ways to go. <laughs>
All right, um, the, the, the we can move on. That that commercials. Is there anything you got left to say about that? It, I mean, it's, it's pretty much self-explanatory at this what? point. Everybody's making fun of it. I'm sure. A waste of money. Yeah. As if people haven't already heard about Jesus. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. And that is actually what's brought up in the next one, um, which is about uh, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort uh, discussing when Origins is on its 150th year anniversary. And Ray Comfort has actually written out the first 50 pages of a book that he's going to go around to the top 50 universities in America and pass out free copies to. Yeah, here's their idea. They're going to reprint Darwin's Origin of Species, but uh, they, they list a bunch of problems, right? It starts out by saying, are you concerned about what's happening in our country? Yes. Are you concerned about us losing our God-given Christian rights? Yeah, one by one, we're being stripped of our God-given liberties. Listen, Kirk, if our liberties, we went over this in a prior podcast, if our liberties were God-given, how can we possibly be stripping them away? <laughs> you think God's going to let us? I mean, come Why on. Why doesn't God step in here and give them back or prevent us from stripping them? Well, Why does it take a, a washed-up, uh, X 80 sitcom actor to help God out. Well, that's because God needs someone to stand up for his rights to pass God out laws. Is totally weak. Yeah. You know, and if he's so weak that he needs you, why are you worshiping the guy in the first place? I don't know. Let's switch to Babylonian gods. Those guys knew how to do things. At least they were entertaining. Yes. Uh, he goes on to say 61% of professors in psychology and biology. I don't know why he chose those two. I don't know. Uh, Self describe as atheists or agnostics. No wonder the amount of atheists have doubled in the last 20 years among 19 to 25-year-olds. I like to think because they're waking up, right? Yeah. These guys don't give two shits about your concern about abortion or your concern about gay marriage or your concern about whatever your idiotic beliefs are, uh, the world being 6,000 years old or your hating evolution. Uh, these students don't give two shits about it. That's why atheism is catching on. That and the fact that church is boring as all get out. Well, not only that, but they're beginning to accept the facts, the scientific facts. Evolution sure. is a fact. Sure. You, they've been lied to from birth to about 18, and they finally get out on their own, and they hear uh, the facts, and bam, there goes religion. The moral of the story isn't that you need to print uh, Origin of Species on the 150th anniversary with your 50-page um, ineptitude introduction. Um, the moral is, stop lying to your kids for the first 18 years of their lives. God, this, these guys just crack me up because they say the reason why agnostics and atheists are becoming more populous is because we are banning praying in schools, that Gideons were no longer able to pass out Bibles, and because of this, these poor young people weren't hearing about the Word of God that they were being brainwashed. Are you kidding me? In this country, can you walk five feet without hearing about Christ? They, they said an entire generation is being brainwashed by atheistic evolution without even hearing the alternative. It's like they live in this Jack Chick Track world, you know, where the kid comes up and says, have you ever heard about Jesus? And the other kid goes, why no, I haven't. Why no? Who's Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, let, let's see, intelligent design? Why, I've never heard about that. It's never even been in the media. This kid's never lived through a single fucking Christmas? Jesus! <laughs> what the hell? Well, obviously, he just believes in the, in the Easter Bunny. And yes, for those of our <laughs> listeners out there, you can take a shot. Oh, my God. 
so he writes this 50-page introduction, right? Because they want to present a balanced view of creationism. Um, and they list a bunch of scientists, <laughs> they said, you know, who believed it, that God created the universe. They, yeah. they list Einstein, who, who Einstein doesn't believe in a personal God. He was very vocal about that. Um, if anything, he believes in Spinoza's God, um, who's just the universe itself, basically. Yeah. Newton, Copernicus, Bacon, Faraday, Pasteur, Kepler. Uh, out of those, only one of them was in the last hundred years, and that was Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the same thing I saw. They had pictures of all these scientists. And I'm sitting there thinking, um, all of those scientists you're showing, they grew up in the birth of enlightenment. And, uh, yeah, they were just getting started. They did. They happened to not mention that Kepler's mother was tried as a witch <laughs> <laughs> by Christians. Well, of course not. <laughs> of course they wouldn't bring up something like Good that. God. Uh, so, you know, and they, so they want to present this balanced view that presents a very clear gospel message. <laughs> so balanced. Then, yeah. of course, they, they pull out the old crap about Darwin's racism. Um, actually, if you, that, that is the fallacy of presentism because they're judging Darwin, uh, who lived in the 1800s, by 21st century morals, right? Exactly. You can't, you can't do that. Uh, Darwin, actually, for his day, was very progressive. Uh, same with his sexism, right? He had uh, progressive views for the day, but according to our eyes, it appears sexist. The link to Hitler is absolutely ridiculous. Hitler yeah. was a Christian. Um, there's a picture of a Catholic um, uh, bishop or something, I think, shaking hands with Hitler. And it's, it's just quit trying to link Hitler to, to Darwinism. You know, the thought that goes through my head when they brought up Darwin's racism, his disdain, and sexism for women is if they think that about Darwin, who was very progressive in his thoughts, especially for his time, I can only imagine what they're going to think once they hear our show. And This is their extent of understanding of the origin of species, right? Yeah. They say on that video that it teaches that um, scientists believe that something was created out of nothing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Kirk, if you're going to write, or, or uh, Ray Comfort, if you're going to write a 50-page introduction and reprint a book, shouldn't you read it first? <laughs> How about reading the book before you reprint it? Nowhere in there does it talk about Big Bang cosmology. Uh, that's physics. It's not biology. And if Darwin did write that in The uh, Origin of Species, he's not only uh, much more of a genius than I ever thought he was, he's also a prophet. Yeah. Because the Big Bang Theory didn't come out until the 30s or 40s. Well, I gotta tell you, I century. am impressed with Darwin just for his bringing that up, and in fact, that makes me want to pray to him more than it makes me want to pray to Jesus. Yeah, they bring up the complexity of DNA, which was discovered, of course, by creationists. <laughs> right? It wasn't science had nothing to do with the discovery of the complexity of DNA. Watson and Crick were Bible thumping fundamentalists. Yeah, because we all know they're very progressive in the hard sciences. <laughs> And, of course, the no transitional fossils canard, where oh, they God. say that there aren't any transitional fossils. I don't know. You know, again, 30 seconds on Google. Uh, we did a, uh, an A&N about Tiktaalik. Remember that? Tiktaalik yeah. rosier? Yeah. Um, which is a, a huge confirmation of evolutionary theory. 
Um, but, you know, let's even go into the, the transitional fossils within our own lineage. Australopithecus efferensis. How about Homo habilis, Homo erectus? I mean, come on. You guys are absolute morons. Well, I don't know how they can miss this information because somebody has to have shown them these same topics of transitional forms that we have brought up here. Well, They're it's it, it, they have a truth filter where, you know, you, you talk about this stuff and it's obviously Satan trying to change their mind and it bounces right off. Oh. God. But remember, they want to put $20,000 up to get Richard Dawkins to debate against Ray Comfort, yeah. right? Yeah. Banana man Ray Comfort who thinks that God created the banana in its <laughs> present form. <laughs> you know what, Ray Comfort? Why don't you come and debate us? We'll do it for free, and I'll take that banana, and I'll shove it up your ass, and Charlie can take it out because he's a doctor. Now look, <laughs> I'll fish it out of your orifice <laughs> with some ring forks out. Come and debate us. We will do it for free. You don't even have to pay us $20,000. I will tell you why Richard Dawkins does not want to debate you. There was a famous scientist who was routinely asked to debate creationists. His answer was pat answer. That would look very good on your resume, but not so good on mine. In Ray Comfort, that'll look really good on your resume to debate uh, Dawkins, but it wouldn't look so good on his. You're actually tr asking him to bring down to your level. Look, Leighton and I would be happy. Anytime. You name the place, uh, we'll go ahead and debate you. There's nothing for you to lose because we're a couple of idiots, right? We're non-Christians. We're atheists. Um, you can lead an atheist to the evidence, but you can't make him think. Is that what his book was? Lead us to the evidence. That's what it um, if, if, if you want to debate Dawkins solely because he's a famous scientist, then that doesn't say a whole lot about your message. Why don't you debate us, and uh, we'll discuss the message instead of the person. Yeah, put us to the mat. We're a couple of laymans. We don't know much. We don't know much of anything. Put us to the mats. No-lose situation for you. Completely free. We're calling you out. Uh, come and debate us anytime. Yeah, and in fact, uh, the Judas who turned us in for the AdSense, I'm pretty sure you're probably <laughs> friends with these two, so you might as well just point out that, that we are calling them out. Absolutely beautiful. Well, that probably winds it up, right? That, that's yeah. about it for this episode. I got nothing left to say except for the fact that you pointing out that uh, the scientists, it wouldn't look good on their resume. God, what is that saying about us and our 10 little listeners? We must be very minuscule. <laughs> that's right. We're a small little website. We got nothing to lose. Uh, Kirk Cameron, <clears throat> uh, Mike Seaver, and his friend Boner, they got nothing to lose. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? We got a built-in audience of 10 people who are willing to hear your message. Yeah, not only that, but if you convert us... I mean, talk about all these stupid little videos you could make about us. I mean, I'm an asshole. If you can convert an asshole, that would look very good on your resume. That's right. You should leave the 99 sheep and come and try to convert two assholes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we convert our or we covet our neighbor's asses at every turn. That's right. The word you're looking for is covet. Covet. <laughs> covet. Oh, my God. All right, so this Friday or Saturday, we're going to try to get that done. Um, we're going to do uh, – we've decided on a topic. How about that? Yeah, there's a first for irreligiosity. In advance. The topic is why the global flood never happened. And the interesting thing is – we're going to try and make it kid-friendly because we have one of our listeners who loves our show but cannot bring herself to play it around her children for some reason. I, I can't fathom why. Yep, so this will be the first Irreligiosity episode that is tagged clean in iTunes. <laughs> we'll see you then. God, we've got to cut out entire sections, I'm sure of it. <laughs>